The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here with the Approaching the Natural podcast. Welcome, you guys, one and all. I've been thinking recently of changing the new, the opening uh, to a new one. So we'll see about that. A little different music and a different person saying stuff. Anyway, welcome you guys one and all if you're just joining me for the first time. These openings are all going to share one thing in common. Uh, odd. There's gonna, they're going to share odd. They're not going to be the same, but they're all 100% going to be odd because it just takes me, you know, 189 episodes in. It takes me just a, just about thirty seconds to kind of just eat, just okay. Now we're okay. Now we're settled. Now I can just kind of do what I do. You'd think I'd learn after one hundred eighty nine. You think I'd just be slick, um, but the, the thing is, I don't want to be slick. And this podcast is not slick. I've been thinking about it recently because I when I record a, an episode, I then I float it. You know, I record it Monday night, and then it goes out, and and then the following week before I record the next one, I listen to the previous weeks to just kind of make sure I don't repeat myself. I didn't do that this week, so this whole thing could just be one just exact replica of last week. In which case, listen to last week's because might as well. And so, and so I listen to the old one just to kind of get a sense of of what's going on, so that I don't repeat myself. And sometimes I have this this feeling. That I go, God, this is like a weird, I don't even know, I, I didn't start out on episode one and go, here's the arc of this podcast, here's where I see it going, where will I be in 200 episodes? It, it was like, let's just go one to one, one by one. And I literally in the beginning thought, if I maybe I'll do eight to 10 episodes and I maybe it won't work and, and that'll be that. And I kind of had an idea of those first few and then it just kind of kept going and and. I will also say that in, there's a one of the reasons it kept going is because of you guys, and and not just because you're here every week, but also because you have emailed me and said, "Here's you know this is thank you, this is what's helped me." Things that I didn't expect. Like I never thought this would be for people, you know, a reminder kind of podcast for people to recheck in or reground. It that wasn't the that wasn't my idea in the beginning. It just kind of happened because you guys wrote and said. This is how I use this podcast. Well, that's kind of cool. And so it just kept me kind of rolling. And then just things opened up and opened up. And and it's a weird, it is a weird podcast. There's, you know, a lot of podcasts out there are, you know, interview based or they're story based. And this is kind of a, it's a philosophy kind of thing. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's weird. It's, it's just, but, but I'm glad you guys are here and, and, you know, it, it's growing that it's growing is a good sign because if it were just not growing and going the opposite way, like negative population growth, just you know, one by one, less every week, just steering you away, I don't even know if I'd be upset by that either. I'd be almost would think that was kind of funny. Like I every week I piss off one to four people in New Zealand every week, and that's just what I do. And eventually I'll go into negative numbers, and then I'll just call my family and go, "Do you guys mind listening again?" Mm. I'm also recording this in the morning, and I have doing it usually Monday nights. I will I, I launch on Monday nights, but I've been also been recording them in Monday night after a full day of work. And I just found myself I can kind of get in the mode, you know. I can, you know, but it just takes me a lot of effort to sort of get my brain in this thing that I do. And, and for those of you who don't know, if you've never done a podcast, it's not like I just, I guess I'll start it now, hit record. You, you got to get in the space if, if you want to do it, in my opinion, like in a good, in a quality way, you have to sort of get in a space and get your head together and get your notes. And, and, and this, is what, this is my process anyway. And so I can't just like flip it on. And so I'm finding the nighttime, I'm more tired, less focused and need to just take more time with that. So I've been trying to do it either on the day before on Sunday during the day when I'm not working or in the morning before work on Monday. And that's what I'm doing now. Okay. So I just wanted to give you the heads up there in case you hear me sounding a little more hyper. It's because I have more energy right now. I'm not drained from the day. I haven't just haven't just slogged through the day and then crawled in the door and turned on the thing and, and hope to God caffeine, which is, by the way, the best invention ever um, by the powers that be. And who then morphed it into human form, which is coffee. Um, and so thank God for that. But caffeine can only take you so far. 
like the first 15 minutes. And then you and then you just it's all you, baby. You're just you got to keep on keeping on. I am enjoying an espresso right now. I usually don't do that in the nighttime one. Mushroom coffee, sometimes tea. Okay. But for those of you just joining me, this podcast is is about living well. It is a philosophy of living and um it's a it's a thinking podcast. Always the backdrop of thinking, always the backdrop of contemplation before action. I'm always marrying the two more on that in this episode. When I teach people in classes, it's like, here's the information, but I'm like just just this like very nervous parent in my classes. Like, I'll tell you this as long as you sign a waiver that says you're not going to do anything about it until you get your head in the right place to make it long term, because otherwise you're going to cause yourself a whole bunch of stress. I don't, I don't really make them sign things. I wish I, I kind of wish I could. I wish I could just be like, sign here that you won't go home and change everything because now you know so much stuff. And now you're going to, you feel the pressure and the stress of changing everything overnight. Sign here. Don't ever do that. Don't ever slap on the hand if you do that. That's my, uh, that'd be the slap on the hand waiver that you would have to sign. Uh, but I do come here every week and talk about my ideas about living well, how I see things. It is my perspective of, of how we're doing as the human species. Not all bad, but definitely not all good. We're not getting healthier. We're not getting, in my opinion, happier. We're getting more stressed in general. Uh, we're getting a little more addicted to the things, the quick fix models. And that includes, of course, your diets and your exercise plans, but quick fixes are also things like junk food, what I call light box food, entertainment, mindless entertainment, TV shows, which which again, I always say these are not bad things and I partake in them. It is the only question is, do you do them to a certain extent to make you not as happy? Is there a level like having a beer could be really fun and enjoyable having 10 beers in an hour, not fun, not enjoyable. You see, there's like a it's it's all about the you in the equation. It is about what you bring to the table. And this is why I don't prescribe really, you know, eat this thing at 10:30 and then eat this thing, drink this thing, and move your body 20 minutes and back. But I don't do that because I don't know what that is for you. I want to train you to as a small stepper to 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 reach your balance and know that it's fluid that that now you reach your balance and a year from now it's a different model because of where you are in your own existence it's how you change in that equation means that your balance changes and i think we often get into this kind of fixed we we get fixated on like okay this is what i'm going to do and then it's a routine and it cannot be broken and and we lose what I want above all else is to train you guys, to teach you guys in my system, which I believe works, um, to, to find your own balance, to be a small stepper. That is a way of thinking and approaching your life such that you find the thing that works for you and more importantly, know when it stops working for you because something that works for you today may not work for you in a year from now. It's like, you know, you get married to someone, you're in love with them, they're fantastic, you're just perfect, 10 years down the line... It ain't working for you, and maybe not. And, and, and but but like you'd stay in it because you're just what you know, and it's not necessary. I'm not advising. Look, I'm not advising everybody to go get divorced who's not happy right now. Work it out first, right? Get but at least work it out. Acknowledge that it's not working, so you can then devote. Guess what? Your thinking, your energy, your your engagement. To fix what doesn't work just because it used to work doesn't mean it always works, and you got to make moves. If you want to live happy, it takes constant. We cannot dial in. We cannot say this works. Now I'm autopilot. Flick on the auto. I'm di- I've got it all dialed in. Doesn't I don't need to pay attention to it anymore. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. It, especially the way that the modern world is created, it just doesn't work that way. And so we say, this works for me now. I'm going to enjoy it. But at the same time, kind of out of the corner of my eye, I'm going to have a little, little I'm always going to have my a little eye, one eye just open on that, on my life. Just to, I'm going to live it and enjoy it and all great, but but I'm also, I'm not going to gay. I'm going to stay engaged and make sure from time to time that things are working for me because so easily we can convince ourselves they're working, but we, we deep down know it's not working. And that, and that's where I, that's kind of where I live in my practice and my 
and my own life, but my, in, in what I do for a living, which is I live in that place where it's kind of that in-between of like, you know, deep down it's not working, but the idea of changing it is, is seems too gargantuan. And so there's kind of that in limbo. I hate limbo. I just hate, I don't like rush limbo. Did you tell I did that? That was, I, that was not, you think I don't pre-plan that. It's, you know, all the effort I put into crafting this podcast, still the jokes are going to be dumb sometimes because it just comes out of my mouth. I have no control over that. Mm. A little more espresso might do the trick. Now my jokes will get lofty. Um, okay. I do want to mention this thing and I, okay, just a couple quick announcements. You know, guys know Health Made Simple. If you're just joining me, Health Frickin' Made Simple. Okay, nomeatathlete.com meal-plan-system. I just was on a live uh, a Skype with Matt Frazier, the No Meat Athlete, who I, who I crafted that with this morning, actually. He's helping me with my new site, um, which is being tested. I think, I'm, I don't know if I mentioned this last week because I didn't listen to last week's, but it's being tested right now. This is how cool podcast is by somebody in Bahrain, somebody in Australia, and somebody in freaking Kentucky, and now a new tester in uh, Texas, Dallas. Is that cool? I got four people in very different places running through this system. I will have more on it when I actually go through the full launch. It's not quite there, but it's there enough for them to test, which is very exciting because now they're giving me feedback on like, you know, I got a really good one from a guy in Australia. Uh, who's testing it and he's like, hey, when you get the emails, it'd be nice if it was like, you know, had your the logo and it's like, yes, awesome. That's the, exactly the kind of stuff I need. So we're making little tweaky tweaks and I'll make a, there'll be a full on launch and a, and a, you know, like a special rate to get, to get in early and all that kind of crap. Okay. All that stuff. But I'm very excited about it. It essentially is, a, is teaching people my system, but in a very affordable way. People sometimes, you know, talk to me about working with me, but it's a very, um, when people work with me, it's a very intensive. Uh, I spend a lot of time with people, virtually seven days a week. So I, I, I essentially am keeping one client at a time right now, and it's prohibitive, cost prohibitive for for a lot of people. And I just I can't charge less because of how much time I spend with everybody. But it's um, this this website is going to be is going to solve all that because there still will be a very personal involvement with me, which is via live Q and As every week. You kidding me? Every freaking week. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm very excited about that. But more on that later, but health made simple, okay? I am a certified nutritionist and small steps coach. I also head up the wellness center at the Stanford Inn, stanfordinn.com. And you can go to sidgarzahillman.com, that's me, and you can find out everything you need to know about me, including all my social media links. But you can also push a button and donate to my podcast, which would be very cool and is very much appreciated by those of you who have. And you can review uh, my this podcast and or my book on Amazon. I will be in New York May 20th and the 21st, uh, speaking at the New York City Veg Food Fest, nycvegfoodfest.com. I think they're getting close to selling out. It's it, this 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 one of my favorite events because there's just so many people. It's crazy, like just huge amount of people. And then the Triangle Veg Fest in Durham, North Carolina. I don't know how many people go there. There could be only one because it's North Carolina. What? I'm kidding. I love North Carolina. I really do. Uh, TriangleVegFest.com. Last announcement is my book, Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family, is out September 19th, but available for pre-order now on Amazon.com. It has been selling, but man, if you guys want to just, if you're going to buy it anyway, get it now because it helps my numbers. You know how that goes, right? I'm very excited about that. Right now, a little update on the book is a very weird thing, and this is going to lead to my telling you about my newest YouTube video, which came out this morning. Um, but the book is, is it, it went to the, to like a copy editor guy and he went through everything and, and with a fine tooth comb and made all the, uh, you know, suggestions and, 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 you know, grammatic grammar, you know, changes and all this kind of stuff. Cause I basically kind of crafted it, but there's, you know, you didn't capitalize after the colon. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, so then I then I got that back, made all those changes. Some didn't on others, and sent it back to the um, managing editor, and she's got it right now. And so it's this very weird thing that I have been so deep into that thing since December that now I'm I'm like sitting here, I've got nothing. I've like I can't I can't do anything about it. It's very weird. It's like there's nothing I can do about it. Literally nothing I can do about it. I can't write it. She's looking at it, so I'm wait. I'm just waiting. Um, and, you, you know, I find myself between that, this all happened at once, right? The book's happening, I'm sending it to the editor, and my race is heating up. 
the one I direct, the Mendocino Coast 50K. So it's all there at once. And then now it's completely gone. Race is finished. Kind of got things basically cleaned up. I have to do a little of the accounting on it, but that's fine. And then the book is at the editor. So I'm this weekend just kind of chilling. I mean, not, I mean, I'm having to do my taxes and stuff, stuff that I just, I resent every minute that I have to do taxes because it's less time that I have to work and, and be with my family. So it just, it just makes me, it just makes me mad. I, I have so much resentment for the whole in America, the way that taxes are done. It pisses me off because you have to do so much work and hours to do this. And it's just less time that I have for, for stuff of meaning. So it just bothers me. But that's just me. Okay. I'm trying to then be more present when I'm with my family so that I'm not stewing about that whole thing so I can kind of be with them and that's whole that whole balance, right? On that note, my newest YouTube channel is called I'm Doing Frickin' Nothing. Watch it. It's a minute and 24 seconds. Uh, you know, I just threw it up. I had an idea for it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I don't know if you will. I don't know. What am I supposed to do about that? I do want to make a quick announcement. Um, and this is in no way a sponsorship, 100%. I'm not getting paid. I'll, I will tell you right now, I got sent two products. But the guy who started this company is named Derek. And he um, started, he, ha he has like a job. And I met him and his wife recently, actually. They came up to the Stanford Inn and I, and I got to meet them in, in person. But we, he, he and I have traded emails a few times. And so I'm going to mention this because it's, it's just one of the examples of how this podcast affects people in a very, very unexpected and cool way. But he, you know, he works, but he also had this dream. More on that in a second. Boom. This is a good title of this freaking podcast. Isn't that amazing how I do that? Of starting his own company. So he did. And so he kind of small stepped into it. And he, you know, he is the guy, for those of you who've heard this podcast, for there was a song that I put at the end of one of the episodes. And I honestly, I can't even remember how many. It was probably 100 episodes ago. I don't even know. And, um, and he's the one who recorded it and I loved it. And so I put it, I put it on the end of one of the episodes. Anyway, same guy. So he's very cool and he's, and he's exploring stuff. And anyway, he just had this idea of, I want to start this company. So he did, and it's still being developed and it's, and it's, but it's happening. So he sent me two things. He sent me shaving soap and a brush. Um, all ethically, environmentally done really, really well. It's called the Majestic Shaving Company. It's MajesticShavingCo.com. And he said, when I saw him at the end, he got like, your podcast, like it helped me get this going. It put him into action. And I, I just blows my mind, blows my mind. That's why this is so much. I mean, I started this whole process as a nutritionist, that that's food. And who knew that my frustration with not being able to effectively transition people to long-term changes in their food led me to craft this back it up. I sort of backed up five steps and said, wait a second, this isn't about food. This is about making any change stick. This is about d taking on something new and making it real and, and long lasting and part of your life in a very real way. Back that up. And then I was like, okay, well now I backed it up. I can sure I can go back into food, but I can also, well, I can go back into exercise and we can go back into just living in general. We can go back into socializing. If you back up enough, and realize that it's never about food. Somebody's issues with food are never about food. They are about whatever they're going through in their lives, food being the thing that they're getting stress relief from. That's just kind of what they chose, and that and that's fine. But it ain't about food, and it certainly ain't about vitamin B6. It's just when you decide to make the change on food because you realize that you'll be happier eating better, let's say, then okay, great. Learn about vitamin B6 and learn about the the food and learn about how to eat healthy. And that's, again, why I, why I did Health Made Simple with Matt so that we could have a tool for people to use when they get to that point. But make no mistake, that ain't the thing. The thing is your life. The thing is you. Again, like I said already today, you in, it's you in the equation. Don't distract yourself with the stuff of information, with the stuff of knowledge and books and research, they're there, they're necessary as tools only. They're not the end-all be-all. Your diet is not the end-all be-all. It is a tool to enable you to live the life you want to live or not. But make no mistake, spend as little time as you can researching food. Spend as little time as you can researching exercise. 
get just what you need to begin acting, then as you're acting, you can learn as much as you want. But 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 we hide. So this is this is I'm, I've fluidly and nay, dare I say, professionally eased my way into the to the episode title. Okay, did you you? It was flawless. I mean, you didn't even know that you're like, holy crap, he's into the subject of this podcast. He was in announcements, then he was in the subject. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, I I better pull over my car, Kevin. Pull over your car, Kevin. Focus. There's a guy, Kevin. He came out to run the race and he listens while he's driving. It's very irresponsible because he gets excited and he starts swerving around. Mm. This espresso is just. I have it in my little mini travel mug. Like it's a it's an espresso sized travel mug, but it keeps it warm. And I nurse espressos. They're supposed to be, you know, kind of shoot them down. Like the Italians, they walk in, ah, va fanculo, and they throw espresso down and walk out on their way to, to Armani. I don't know what I don't know what Italian. I haven't been there in years. But I nurse mine because I like to to savor the the pleasure. Oh man, all over the map. I need to shave with Majestic Shaving Co. That'll help. I've got a natural soap and a brush. I like old school. This is this is why I mentioned this guy because, and again, he did not pay me, didn't ask me to, to talk about it. I swear to you, there's no connection here at all. But I love a few, here's what I love, a few things. Old school things. Ready? I love shining shoes. My dream one time, and it's still there, is, is to open a coffee house slash shoe shine. Co- right? Coffee house Shoe shine, just a little store where you get kick ass. Ro- I'll roast him because I want to roast. I'll do the roasting. So just custom roasted, dark roast. No, no medium, no light. You want medium roast and light roast? Go down the street. That Starbucks will take care of you and every other hipster coffee house. But you want dark roast? You want the real deal? Here's where you get it. Right? Some really good kind of scone, muffiny kinds of stuff, and then you get your freaking shoe shine too. You don't have to get your shoe shine. I'm just saying you could. I like old school shoe shining, but I love old school shaving things. I love like the shaving brush and the like. I love that stuff. It's just it might you know my because my dad used it when he when I was young. I would watch him shave, and he would always use a sh- he he had like a boar's hair brush. <laughs> this one is synthetic, which I I I feel much better about. Um and and on and he would use that brush in the, in the mug with the soap in it, like very old school and that kind of cool old school razor. Like I love that stuff. I also, just so you know, love all things tobacco related. I love, like, because my grandfather smoked a pipe. Like, I love the whole world. I wish I could smoke. I mean, I can. I just don't want to smoke. I wish I wanted to smoke. I'll put it that way. But I don't want to. But when I did, I would sometimes roll my own cigarettes with, like, it just. I love that stuff. It's just bad that it's not good. It just sucks that it's not good for you. Coffee is my vice, but again, roasting. I love the crack, the hand crafty thing. That's why I love scotch. It's crafted. There's not a lot of stuff that's crafted anymore. Um, so we craft. How do I relate it to um, health and happiness? You might ask if you're still listening to this week's episode. You because we're crafting ourselves. Whoa, that's a mind blower. I've talked about that before. That I really have. That you are creating yourself in this process, and you are you are honing in on the life you want to live and then moving yourself to that and when you do you 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 there is an identity shift it i argue that you're becoming more of a who you actually are but rest assured there's an identity shift so much so that i've talked about it freaks other people out in your life as you make that change people are freaked out by the because you're not the person that they have been able to rely on. That's he does that thing and now he's not doing that thing. She, oh, that's who she is. Oh wait, no, she's not that person anymore. What the hell? Because I have an identity that's in relation to her partially. And so it's kind of weird that it it when she changes it changes my life too. So it is crafting. It's it's home crafting your life. Damn it. And while you're doing that, roast your own freaking coffee beans. All right, let's talk about your dream might save us all. Now, for those of you who are in the know, K-N-O-W, your dream might save us all, John Mellencamp. I'm a big John Mellencamp fan, have always been, even when he was John Cougar, and then he was John Cougar Mellencamp, and now he's just John Mellencamp. Drop the Cougar, John. And there's a song that he did a few years ago called Your Dream Might Save Us All, or 
I don't know what it's, I don't know what the title is, but the line of it is anyway. Listen to it. It's so like this one microphone in a room, and then his band. Like that's how he recorded it. Just set up one microphone. It's very old school, very beautiful song. There's a great YouTube of him playing it on Letterman. And he comes out and he's just like this old country gentleman and he plays it. And you can just tell Letterman just just is like almost in tears by this song. I'll try to, if I remember, I'll link to it in the show notes. If you, it's just a great, it's just great to watch John do this. But anyway, your dream might save us all. And I, I want to talk about dreaming today. And I, I want to talk about the first task that I have um, clients do because it is a, the cornerstone of this of this process of this small stepping system that I've crafted. It's, it's, it is the anchor information that you use before anything else gets done before anything else gets done. And this is why it's hard when I teach people because I, they come to a class at the Stanford Inn and they want to learn about nutrition, healthy living. And, and I, and I want to teach them that. And they're not there to learn my small step system. They don't even know what it is. They're just interested in learning how to eat better. And I totally get that. But I, but I have to, I do make a point every single time in a sort of a subtle way, not like here, write this first task, but make sure that you are clear before you make any changes. And that's what, that's what this is. I'm going to talk about dreaming because to me, it's, it, it is a daydreaming model. It's a, it's, it's what's lost. And I think that, I think that, well, here's what I think. I think it's, it's easier and again, I'll, I'll draw, again, this is the Approaching the Natural podcast, right? So we are approaching the natural. This is my philosophy of life, is how to bring in what's more natural to us. But, but in doing that, I like to identify and at least use as a premise what is natural to us. And what's natural to us is eating food, for instance, that is understood by our bodies, that is less messed with by ourselves, eating food that is in its most natural state that we can find is going to be better for us, okay? That's how the body functions better, okay? The less messed with animal or plant, the better. But in our minds, it's, it's, we are in an, our natural state is one of balance with our external world, is one of minimal stress. We don't, it, it, we don't, do, we don't thrive just like with physical food that is stress-causing. We don't thrive mentally with with an inordinate amount of stress. We don't thrive. We get by, but we don't live really well. And that's always the the challenge as I coach people is, okay, well, how do we minimize overall stress? Because that is the name of the game. Food being a tool to do that. Moving being a tool to do that. But again, it's about the balance because you can eat very, very healthy, but if you're militant and rigid and crazy about it, you're going to be causing yourself Again, overall stress. You might think, I don't care how crazy I get about food because if I'm eating 100% healthy, that's going to solve my problems, but it's not going to solve your problems. It's going to create more problems than it solves. Exercise, same thing. Exercise is great for you. Of course, we're supposed to move our bodies, of course. But if you go beat yourself up for four hours a day in the gym on top of having a full-time job and a family and all this stress and lack of sleep because you got to get up so early to get to the gym, trust me when I tell you, it ain't going to solve what you want it to solve. Ain't going to happen because that's that's the way we work as in our natural state. The way we work in our natural state is to minimize. Our minds are trying to minimize stress. Our minds are trying to be happy. Just understand that because as we work the job that gives us the money, we do that because we want the money because we want to be able to do this thing and this thing. We go to relationships because we're looking for pleasure. We're not trying to enter crappy relationships. We're not trying to make ourselves miserable. We can become miserable because of the choices we make, but that's not ever our intent. Most of us, if you're just a masochist who wants to just cause themselves crazy pain, I'd still say you're a masochist that get, you get off on that. So you you like the pain. Boom. I even, I even won that round. But it is easier. So there's this backdrop of like ease, right? This backdrop of low stress, this backdrop of what's the, the easiest path, right? That's why the quick fixes are so effective. That's why you've got this entire generation of kids wanting to achieve things material and otherwise with very little work associated not, not all but but very many and i'm seeing this at the stanford Union. a lot of kids like come and they work for a week and they're like yeah i want to raise i'm like yeah on what planet 
would you want to raise after a week with no prior work experience at all? This is your first job. What makes you think you have earned the ability to get a raise or to even do anything? You haven't even learned anything. But there's this mindset of like, well, yeah, but the Kardashians make millions and they didn't do anything. It's like, I don't know that to be true, first of all. And second of all, that's a drop of the bucket. That ain't that ain't the norm. That ain't the norm. And this happened, I think, I look back, and I was just relating this story the other day to Skip Brand when we were, because Skip did some, uh, Skip from Heels Running Company did some startups and stuff. And I was talking about that sort of, that sort of uh, internet boom, the tech boom that happened. And you had all these startup, internet startup companies, and you had all these young kids, 22, 23 years old, and I wasn't that much older, but I but I was at least kind of out of that generation. But all these kids who who like, yeah, I got stock options. I'm probably going to work another year and then I'll retire. It was just this crazy. And some people did, but it definitely wasn't the norm. And I remember a friend of mine um, was writing a show. He created a show that ended up getting picked up on a cable station. Did okay, but. He, he created a show and he was pitching it. And he went to this one startup company, this internet startup company, because he was pitching it as a, maybe an internet-based show. And this is before this even became like a thing. And he's sitting there and he's having a meeting and he's like 30 and he's having a meeting with a like 22-year-old kid who obviously just has no business being like fielding a pitch. But he's sitting there, my buddy's pitching his show and this guy's like kind of nodding and there's a girl standing kind of behind this kid and off to his side and at one point the guy goes yeah i mean it's a pretty good show but the comedy we do here is very irreverent and the girl standing behind me goes very irreverent like and i and and my buddy left he goes oh it was like a bizarro world but what's even more bizarre is they had not this company had not created anything yet they had not put up any content at all and ended up going out of business and I think it was the I think that time was this beginning of like you don't need to do much to to make uh, you know to be successful you you can it it was like this this very unreal fake kind of fantasy world that that's what it takes and I think we're still reeling from that I definitely think that in the health and happiness world that's at play in a, in a big way in, in our efforts to go to diets and go to these things. That's what we are hoping for. We go with a hope that we can achieve what we want with as minimal work as possible. And why wouldn't we? That's how we're designed. That's how we're designed. We are designed to try to figure out a way. That's why we develop tools. That's why we do all the things we do with our very creative minds is to make things easier. Automation is to always make things easier. I get it. In fact, I use it. I mean, that is what I use to say, okay, let's get that done. But not to erase work, but to understand the work that is involved and then say, no cheating, no cutting corners, no skipping ahead, but let's do this real. And let's do this efficiently. And let's do this, as I say, as fast as possible. And it is. The small steppers approach is making change as fast as possible, literally as possible, because you're the one in charge of the change and how fast you bring it into your life and to to assess yourself how motivated you are to do whatever you're doing how motivated you are to change your diet may be less motivated than you think. You may be motivated to lose the weight like like nobody's business. I just want this more than anything. But when push comes to shove and you start thinking about dinner, you may be less motivated than you think to actually make huge stark changes that upset your life and everything in it. This is a process of learning how to do this in a real way. Diets aren't real. They get you the scale weight faster, but you don't keep it off. So that's not as fast as possible. In my mind, that's, you didn't get it. You lost. You lost that little transaction. You, 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 you made a bunch of money at the craps table, and then you threw the dice, and you lost it after that. So this is how to continue winning over time and to continue being successful over time. That's what this is. But make no mistake that it is easier, easier for us to hide in our routines it is easier to easier for us to hide in information. It's easier for us to learn and learn and keep learning and never act. It is action that is the difficulty. It is taking on something new that is the difficulty. When you think about it for a minute, and I want you to this week, is to think about the how massive the wall of behaviors is in your life. If you don't know what wall of behaviors is, 
It's what I call all the things that are dialed in in your life already. All the things that you do that you don't really think about too much. You get up, you walk, you brush your teeth, you shower, you get in the car. You could be thinking about other stuff the entire time you're doing all the things I just listed. Making coffee, driving to work. We're listening to the news. We're not focusing on... 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock on our steering wheel and, and actually it's 9 and 3 now if you guys don't know that and, and, and turn left here and push the pedal with my right foot and now push it with my left foot and we don't think about that stuff. It's dialed in. That's our wall of behaviors. That stuff is there. We go to work and we don't have to figure out, well, what, is this the door I go into? Is, well, who is that person? I have to remember who. We know all that stuff. We had to learn it at some point, but now we know it. And once we know it, it's in our wall of behaviors. Once we don't have to think about it, it's in our wall of behaviors. And when it's in our wall of behaviors, it's set in stone. Essentially, it's set in stone. It's, it's breakable. It's changeable. But it ain't easy to do that. It's easier to, that stuff's easier. And I want you to think about really how massive that wall is because I want you to understand this. What you don't think about every day is way more than what you do think about. What you don't think about, all the things that you just whip through your life to get through your day, it adds up to f infinitely more information than what you actually think about and consider on any average day. We might think about stuff for five minutes, and that'd be amazing if we were small steppers, because many people don't. But what we don't think about, everything we have dialed in, down to the food we eat and how we wash our dishes and what time we go to bed and what time we wake up and all these kinds of things is way outweighs the amount of stuff that we do think about. It's just huge. And, and that makes total sense when you think about the design of your mind and body because the more we don't have to think about, the better. Our brains work in a very, very efficient way to make learn things enough if we take the time to then relegate it to somewhere where we don't have to think about it so much. That's why I I always say like I don't think about food hardly at all, like I, ever. I mean, I in my own personal life, I I talk about it with people, with clients, but in my day to day, I don't think about food. I've dialed in enough where at least in that part of my life where I don't think about it as it should be because now no stress, it's not stressful for me. Now I'm getting the benefit with having gone through the process of the transition and the learning. And it was multi-year, by the way, multi-year. Got it? Okay. I've not been eating this way my whole life. Haven't even been, been eating this way over more than five years. And I've been, you know, 100% plant-based for 14, but there was an evolution of there of like the junk food, the tofurkey crap and all that kind of junk, which I'll do on occasion, but I know it's junk because I'm learning and acting at the same time. I'm evolving in that process. But I want you to understand that because it's easier for us to hide in our routines, it's easier for us to just keep stay on this ship because it's basically moving. Like we're getting through our lives. We're paying taxes. We're being socially, we're being good social public citizens. We're paying our taxes. I love that. It's like he pays his taxes. Okay, well, that's, that's definitely the mark of happiness and success. What? They're functional. They pay their taxes. I don't even want to pay taxes. Does that make me dysfunctional? Then fine. Anyway, mm, I hope nobody from the IRS. I am paying my taxes, you guys. Any IRS agents listening to this? I'm definitely paying the taxes. I'm I'm late, but that's neither here nor there, right? It makes dysfunction easier. This is this is what's weird. D dysfunction, something that isn't working for us can be easier because it's set in stone. This is the relationship we stay in because it's the idea of moving out and hassle and the splitting the things and the it's we weigh that either consciously or subconsciously we weigh that and say eh, it's easier for me to just freaking stay in this relationship than have to like find a new place to live and ba 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 it's easier for me to eat food that I know deep down isn't treating me well isn't making me happy and healthy then making a change, it sounds good. And so, of course, we're going to go to something that says, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll make it so easy on you. It's going to only take 21 days. It's only going to take 21 days. So easy. And we're like, yes, just what I needed. Because, man, it seemed like a gargantuan task to me. But, I mean, if you say 21 days, I can pretty much do that. That's no problem. I can get six-pack abs in six weeks. 
There's no doubt about it. Oh, great. I thought it was going to take me a lot longer, but that's awesome. Thank you for, for, for creating that amazing magical fantasy land that doesn't actually, isn't real. We have to understand that we are oftentimes living in dysfunction, meaning things that aren't really working for us. And we're living in them because the idea is, even if, we, again, we conceptually know that we want to change, but even if we do, we still come back to that because in a way it is easier. It, it, it is. I mean, the things I want, I want you to understand is because I, I come here every week and I, I don't BS you on this. It is often easier to just eat the stuff you eat because you don't have to think about it. And who wants to walk around thinking about stuff all the time? I mean, we, I think it's great to think about stuff. And that's what I'm talking about in this week's episode. But there's a, we also want to live our lives and understand that routine, the things you do, is your life. You are living your life when you go to work and you're living your life. We don't want to have to be present all the time. We want to be able to check out sometimes. We want to be able to like just kind of listen to music and drive to work and not have to pay attention to literally everything we do on our steering wheel and in our cars. We, we, it's pretty great that we can dial things in. The, the problem comes when we, when we say, this ain't working, this one thing here isn't working for me. It, I know it's easier for me not to change it, but it's not make, that doesn't equal happiness. That doesn't equal vibrancy. That doesn't equal health. It's easier in the moment, but it's not better. And if we can figure out a way to negotiate that and change that over time in, in, and get it to a point where a new routine emerges, then we are, we're living better. Then, then we're living the lives we want to live. And here's where dreaming comes in. because the, So again, I want to talk about the first task, which is to write down who you, well, write down your ideal life as if it's happening now. That's essentially what the first task is. I'm, I'm working with a new client I'm, and she's in the middle of this right now. First task, who you... I say it's who you truly are, but before you even worry about that, because that's there's a whole bunch of conflict that can exist there. Your ideal life, as if you didn't know what you were living, and somebody said you're you're living the ideal life, and you don't know the reality, and you go, oh, if I'm living my ideal life, here's what I'm doing, and I'm doing this, and I do this, and I work here, and I make this, but da da da, and I run, and I whatever it is for you, I eat this way, and I I have I, I can I I cheat once in a while on food and don't really give a crap, don't really think about it because I eat most of the time super well, and whatever those things are, and you craft this, and that's the dreaming of this process. We 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 are so mired and so held in our own safety of what we know that we don't even ask or dream about what we don't know yet. And until we dream about an ideal life, until we fantasize about an ideal life, we we may only know things like, I don't really feel that good. I'm, I'm pretty stressed. I, I'm unhealthy. I don't have a lot of energy. I have inflammation. I have aches and pains. I, I, I feel shame. I feel guilt. We, we, until we dream, we, in a way, we only know things that aren't working in a way. And, and, and those take over sometimes the things that could be working also. You know, we tend to sometimes focus on the negative stuff. The broad scope that I advocate for does a few things a lot, actually. But one of the things it does is actually take bring attention to the things that are working already in your life. I love that part of it because it is a it's it's a it's an action-based approach. And when you act for your life, you become more engaged. And when you become more engaged, you become more aware. And then all of a sudden you're seeing like, yeah, I don't feel good this way, but I'm kind of kicking ass over here. That's the me, not me game of this, right? But you can't play the me, not me game and go back and listen to old episodes. You can't play that game until you know what the me is. You cannot play the me, not me game until you know what you are, not what you're not. I don't feel good. I'm overweight. I'm unhealthy. I have inflammation. I'm ashamed. I feel guilty. Those aren't you. Those are things that are not you. And that's all the conversation. That's the t- that's, and that may be a conversation you'd be having for years. And so that's even easier. I just, that's how, that's the messaging you hear because it, you're just so used to communicating that way with yourself. We can get so used to self-abuse, of, of beating ourselves up, of telling ourselves how much of a failure we are, of telling ourselves that we can't do this, 
We get so used to that 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 becomes easier because we know that. It's weird for us to say, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm kind of okay, and actually, I, I think I do have the strength to do this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to take on a whole bunch, but if I can just do this one little thing, doesn't that show that I can actually do something? Well, that's interesting. And I think I talked about it last week when I was in the, or two weeks ago when I was admired in the craziness of the race, that the stress that I feel, it's like I've stopped trying to make it go away and instead act. So you can sit there and say, I don't feel good and I it's so hard and all these messaging, or you can say, let that go. It's what it is. You're going to hear it. You, you Say it. Keep going. Keep going with those messages is what you know. And at the same time, you're acting to change. But until we dream, until we dream of a life that is ideal for us, understanding that in a year that could change because we change. How cool is it that we evolve as human beings, that we're complex enough to not be robotic, to not be like, just because this is what I know now and what I want now, then in a year from now, it's going to be exactly the same. I don't know. The first task is a living document. Don't spend a ton of time on it. Don't go crazy having to make it perfect. I don't even know what that is. In five years, it could be completely different because of what, guess what? What, now, new information that has come to light. It's come to light, man. It's from the Big Lebowski. New information has come to light. You know more because you learn more. You learn more when you're acting. You're lear- you learn more when you are not mired in your routine and your wall of behaviors, but when you are directed in action. Then you learn more. You learn what works, what doesn't work. You learn what, what you learn what makes you happy that maybe you don't know because you never asked, you never dreamed about it because you're in this whole other world that takes up way more mental space than trying anything new. Again, what you th- don't think about is way more than what you do. The busyness of our lives takes over our lives. I'm saying crack the wall. Take little times to dream. That's why I like the line, your dream might save us all. We don't, we don't save time to dream. We don't daydream in a, in a focused way. We might daydream in a, you know, if I, had a, if I won the lottery, least productive conversation in the world. I don't even want to win the lottery. I'd like to earn the money that I would win in a lottery by doing the work that I want to do that's meaningful. That'd be great. But then that's the work. And there's, there's the work. Then I go, okay, well, this is about the work then, isn't it? It's not about the money because I don't want to earn it that way. I actually want to earn it is what I'm saying. We might daydream of a thin body, but what if you daydreamed about having the strength which you have to do the work that you earn it and then you can feel so good about it because you have earned it. That race that you want to do, the job that you want, the socializing, the, the way you, the, the art, the creativity, the the work that is associated the work that is associated with all those things when we know when we dream and this is why again i'm going to come back to it for like the fourth time in this episode when we take the time to dream about the lives that we wish we could live then we know then we know who we are then we know what's important to us and then when we act, and a small steppers, we act starting right away because we can do the littlest of things. But when we know enough about our lives, we our actions are now directed. They're not scattered. We're not getting bounced around from one thing to another like a pinball. We're not bouncing off here, trying this diet, bouncing over here, trying this exercise plan, bouncing over here to this self-help book, bouncing. We're, we're, we're more directed. And the great thing about that, you guys, is that makes the process easier because we're not doing 1500 different things. We're not, we're grounded, we're centered, we're directed. We know now we have a direction and we say, okay, well, this action is going to lead me to this. This action is not going to, we know our dream. We know our ideal life. And we say, is this action going to get me closer? Is this action going to get me closer? And we can quickly say yes or no. We can quickly say, you know, this diet, as amazing as it sounds, isn't going to get me closer to the person that I wrote about in that first task that earned healthy living, that, be, that is a healthy person because of the actions that he or she does 
in that task, oh, that's who I am. Why can't, a diet ain't going to get me that person. That person must have done the work because that person just lives that way. That person is a healthy person, not, not pretending to do the things that a healthy person does, but that person actually does. When I wrote, I have a healthy relationship with food and I don't binge eat and I, you know, when I have something that's not as healthy, I don't really care, I don't really think about it. You can't get that overnight. I would argue that most people's first tasks are, are involve things that take work and, and effort and engagement. Awesome. But that's what that is. But understand the benefit of that is that now your actions aren't scattered. You're actually going to have to do less because when you don't know who you are and you don't know about your life, then you'll try everything and you're kind of bouncing around. If something sounds good, you'll try that. And all of a sudden that 21 days is wasted. And then you try another 33 month thing and that's wasted. And if you add up the aggregate of all that time spent yo-yo dieting over the last 10 years, it's a huge amount of time, probably more than you even need to actually make real change last. But you're bouncing around because you're not grounded in the knowledge of who you are. Connect to that first. And I will say, I'll finish, I'll finish this week by saying this. Do not even try my first task unless you are marrying it with an intent to act. Because when we write our first task and we write all the things that we truly are, and then we open our eyes and realize that some of those things, if not all of them, are things that we're not actually doing, if we're not ready to act, we just feel crappy. We're just, you're just going to look at that first task and go, see, I'm not doing that, and I'm not doing that, and I do binge eat, see, and I do feel crappy about the way I eat, and I do, I am overweight, and I don't feel good about myself, and I don't have the job that I wrote about, and I don't make the money that I wrote about, and I don't exercise, all these things. If you have a plan to act and say, this first task is not an isolated exercise. It is never, I've never asked a client to do it and then said, okay, we're good, you know, okay, good luck. It's always like, okay, we're going to build a step list together. And before we do, I need you to get this in order and then we'll dive into the steps list. But the conversation is always first about the steps list because that's the action. The list of steps is the action. That's what is the implementation of steps in your life to get you closer to the person, the first task. But, but beware of doing a first task with, with like, well, I guess I'll know this. It's just good to know. It's probably not good to know unless you're going to do something about it. Because it is, again, way easier to just fall back on the things that you've been doing for years and years and years than to, to know that those things aren't serving you and they're not who you are, and then, that's, and then nothing else. It's, it's, it's just like, don't even, that, that's where ignorance is bliss. Don't dream of your ideal life without deciding you're going to do something to get you closer to there. Whether you get to that ideal life, couldn't care less. You shouldn't care less. It's not about that. It's about working and improving and learning how to treat yourself well. There's payoff on day one. Payoff on day one. But if you just say, well, in my first task, I write that I have a healthy relationship with food, that I really don't, and that's where you live, then there's the conflict that I don't, that, that, that makes me, breaks my heart. Because I think people do know that stuff. But if I can say, yeah, okay. And you've got this easy routine. You've been eating fried chicken and mashed potatoes for your whole life because that's what you that's what you know. And, and you're easy, but but you can put something on your plate like I was talking about. Then there's action associated and that's where your brain goes and it goes to the strength and it goes to the self-esteem and it goes to the self-confidence. And there is no feeling crappy. It's like, now I know this and I'm acting and now I know that putting that celery on my plate is a directed action to becoming me more over time. It is a very useful, very pragmatic, practical action. Not a distraction of, well, now I got to do 15 hours of more research on the benefits of celery. It is, well, that's down the line, but but this is kind of cool. Like I can just do this and it doesn't take a lot of time and it's very directed. How cool. I still have a ton of time to do all the other stuff that I do each day. Your dream might save us all is the title of this episode. Because when we dream of the lives that we want to live, we, in, in conjunction with an understanding of how to affect real change in our lives, we make ourselves happier. And when we make ourselves happier, that's what infects in a good way the rest of the world. It is a 
tribal model again natural we are we are tribal in nature that's how we evolved it still is how we do best in the context of our friends and family of our world and when we want the world to be positive and and life affirming and 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 happy it starts with us it starts with the dream and the knowledge of the world that we want to live with just as it starts with the dream and the knowledge of the life that we want to live and the people that we are inside, the real people that we are. Before we got, you know, drawn and quartered by marketing and advertising and pulled apart and bounced around, there's still that existing core. There's still that thing, that that little nugget of knowledge in your brain right now of what is working and what isn't working. And when you dream of the life that you want to live, that comes out and it becomes in the forefront and it becomes something that informs the actions in your life starting as soon as you get that information into the light. All right, you guys. I'm stopping there. Okay? Episode 189. Next week, 190. You know I like even numbers. I've said that once before. If you have any questions or comments, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. Podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. Thank you to everybody who's donated to this podcast, literally two, three, four bucks a month. You guys, huge, really helps. And a review on iTunes and subscribe on iTunes and a blah, 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 blah. You guys are awesome. Take care of yourselves, will you? You know I'll be back next week because that's what I do with the Approaching the National Podcast. You guys are awesome. Thanks. Keep on keeping on. Be well. Hillman, Halle, Germany. No more words.